You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Feet Podcast. This is episode number 15 of volume six. And uh, we appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast. However, you have tuned into us. We are uh, appreciative that you are here and I've taken some time out to uh, check out our little show. I'm your host, Edub. And uh, so what we're going to do today before I get into the housekeeping we are going to do part one of a two-part series. So um, there's two things going on in the NBA right now. You're about to have the NBA trade, dead, trade deadline, which is Thursday. And you have the All-Star break that is coming up. I believe it's uh, this pat, this next weekend. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I have to check the schedule and see exactly when it is. But um, so you have All-Star weekend and you have the trade deadline. So we're going to talk about two things that in regards to the Hawks, we're going to talk about some trades, possible trade rumors who might be on the move, who's not on the move. Uh, so we're going to talk some trades and then we're going to be giving out some grades as far as the first semester. Hey, my background is in education, so uh, we have to give out first semester grades to see how these guys have been doing. It's time to assess the talent to see how these guys have been performing in the first half of the season. And, um, hey man, if you guys know me, you know, I always call it like it is. It's, it's nothing personal. Don't get your feelings hurt, but I have to call it like it is. This is a 13 and 37 ball club. And, uh, I got to tell the truth, man. I got to tell the truth. But first things first, I want to get into some housekeeping. Uh, if this is your first time into the show again, welcome. A big part of what we do is on the social media front. And so we want you to connect with us on our social media platforms. How do I do that? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you do that via our, uh, if you're on uh, Twitter, if you're on Instagram, our at name is at Hawks Beat. Make sure you go right now. Stop what you're doing. 
Don't turn off the podcast. Go to your Twitter account. Open it up. I know you got a window open. Follow the Hawks Beat on Twitter and Instagram, all right? After you do that, go over to Facebook. I know you still got a Facebook page to keep in contact with your mama and, and all your folks and all your all your people's peoples. Go over to Facebook, type in the Hawks Beat. You'll see our page. Go ahead and click that like button. Click, click. And you will be abreast as to everything that we have going on. Also, as if that wasn't enough, <laughs> we're also on YouTube and uh, all the... Um, However that you're listening to podcasts, we're on all of the streaming networks. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on TuneIn. We're on uh, Stitcher. We're on Anchor. Check us out on one of those platforms and uh, make sure you show us some love. Also, last but definitely not least, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. We we really want our listeners to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating to help our uh, help our credibility in the podcasting community. So give us five stars. Go ahead and rewind the last two minutes and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. And uh, did I did I get it all? I think I got about all. I think I got just about everything in that housekeeping segment. So I'm uh, going to take a quick little breather. And on the other side, we're going to get into this uh, first segment. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are back. You are listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 15. I'm your host, Edub. So, first things first, man, I want to address these uh, some of these trade rumors that have been in the news in the last 24 hours, in the last 24 hours regarding uh, the Atlanta Hawks and one Mr. Clint Capella. Um, first, for all you guys that are about to jump off a cliff thinking that the Hawks are about to trade John Collins. I have to tell you to just take a deep breath. <laughs> it's going to be okay. The Hawks are not going to trade John Collins for Clint Capella. Now, am I 100% sure? No, but I'm pretty, pretty, uh, I'm about 90 to 95% sure that's not going to be the move, right? Um, there was a report put out by Woj uh, around eight o'clock this evening that the that the Rockets are engaged in three raid trade possibilities that are that might allow them to use uh, Clint Capella to gather some more draft assets. Now, one thing that the Hawks do have is draft assets. I don't know particularly um, exactly what all those assets are as of now because a lot of those are contingent on teams records and if they make the playoffs and uh it's a lot of moving parts still but if it is one thing that the hawks do have it is some draft um assets um the bottom line is this guys the hawks are doing their due diligence they're doing their due diligence just like they did with steven adams just like they did with andre drummond and clint capella is obviously a guy who who would come in and be a vital part of this Hawks organization if they can swing it. Uh, he's making, uh, let's see, 14-9 this year. He's making 16 after that, 17 and 18. So he's still got like four more years on the books. Um, he's a young guy. I think he's like 25 years old. You know, he's averaging 13 points, 13 rebounds, and he does something that the Hawks desperately need, and that is rebound. 
Um, he would be a great fit. He would be a great fit next to John Collins. Um, I don't think that Travis Link is a guy that would trade um, John Collins for um, Clint Capella just based on how this roster is constructed now. So when you guys hear this story, it's pretty much it's just really the Hawks doing their due diligence. The Rockets are asking around and seeing if there are moves to be made. This is the time of year where you're going to hear a lot of rumors. The same thing happened with Andre Drummond. You guys were already had Andre Drummond in, in Hawks uniforms and stuff when all of these rumors. Guys, these things happen. Just relax. Let the guys who get paid to do this, let them make decisions. Like I always say, it pays to trust in Travis Slink, man. The guy knows what he's doing. Just like with uh, Steven Adams, Andre Drummond, uh, teams ask around. They ask around, and there was another report that teams are asking for John Collins. I heard, and I did some research, and, and I've... Um, I'm not saying that I have sources or whatever, but I, if you if you do a lot of reading like I do and you're subscribed to certain networks, then you know that the idea of trading John Collins is highly, highly improbable, highly improbable. But then again, you know, no, nothing is, 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 you know, completely off. Nothing is completely a done deal. But the idea of them trading John Collins is highly, highly unlikely. So. Please don't jump off a ledge if you're about to jump off a ledge thinking that the Hawks are going to trade John Collins for Clint Capella. That's not going to be the move. Um, In other news, I want to talk a little bit about some guys who may or may not be here during the trade deadline, right? So um, every year you hear names come up that are floating around, teams calling or seeing if this guy is interested, if this guy is available and a lot of it has to do with money, and a lot of it has to do with fit, right? So um, when you look at the Atlanta Hawks roster, you have some guys like at the top, like Trey Young, John Collins. Uh, those guys are pretty much untouchable. Um, I would also maybe throw in the Rooks, um, mainly DeAndre Hunter. Cam Reddish, I've heard his name being floated out there, but I highly doubt the Hawks are, are, are having him in even in negotiations. Bruno Fernando could be a guy on the move or, or he could be a guy in those conversations. I'm not exactly sure, but I would highly doubt any of those guys uh, would be on the move. Um, another guy, if we're just looking at a roster standpoint from the Hawks roster and other guys who are pretty much safe, Vince, um, he's only making 1.6. See, he's, look, he, this is this is victory tour events right here. You know what I mean? Like he has a good game, like every once in the five games or whatever. He's breaking records. Like you're not gonna trade Vince, right? Um, I think that he's safe. Kevin Herter, I think he's fine. Um, <clears throat> so the, let me see who else. Um, there was an article written in the Athletic by a guy Chris Kirshner, um, who actually did a piece on Hawks trade deadline tiers. Uh, guys who could be traded, guys who's untouchable. And he kind of just went through the roster. And I thought it was a good article, man. Uh, Chris is a good dude, man. So uh, if you have a subscription to The Athletic, uh, make sure you can go by and check that out. Um, one of the guys he talked about is an expiring contract that could help facilitate a trade for a marquee player. Uh, several of those guys in this, in, this, um, in this paragraph would be Evan Turner, 
Jeff, I mean, yeah, Evan Turner and Jeff Teague. So Evan Turner is making 18.6. Jeff Teague, even though he just got here, is making 19 million. These guys are making a ton of money and they could be used for leverage uh, to bring in other guys. Now, it doesn't, all, doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the move, but it is a possibility because of how much money they make. You guys know how I run this podcast, and you guys know whenever I'm talking about the roster, the money has a huge part to do with it. So Jeff Teague, Evan Turner, um, even though Jeff Teague just got here, he's, he's kind of struggling a little bit because Lloyd has been playing him off the ball a lot. Uh, and Jeff has, has has come out and said, look, man, I'm a point guard. I'm comfortable with the ball in my hand. He was like, it's tough playing off the ball, but, you know, it's, it's you know, it is what it is. You're not going to complain. Um, so yeah, look, look out for those guys. If you hear names of guys in, uh, uh, rumor, rumor, rumor mills, <laughs> I have a tough time saying that. Um, other guys of note, uh, Alex Lynn, Alex Lynn is making 4.2. I believe this is last year, um, making 4.2. But the thing about Alex is this, he has come along rather nicely ever since they took him out of that starting lineup. Uh, again, I said almost every, every podcast, Alex Lynn is a NBA pro that should be coming off the bench and to give you good minutes against backup centers. That's who Alex Lynn is. He's not an NBA starter and it's fine if he's not an NBA starter. Um, <clears throat> you might have the possibility if they don't trade Lynn to bring him back for the, bring him back for, um, uh, another year or two because you might get him for the cheap. He's been in the system. He's not a bad player. You know, he's very serviceable. So uh, Alex Lynn, um, I don't necessarily think he has any trade value, but, um, you know, it is what it is. DeAndre Bimry. Now, Bimry is an interesting, um, if we're talking trade deadline, um, Bimry is a guy that could come up in, in, in possible names because I don't think that he's in the Hawks long-term situation. I think the Hawks are, uh, Chris said that the Hawks are like actually likely to let Bimry test free agency. But the thing is this coach Pierce loves Deandre Bimry. However, Bimry is a wing who can't shoot and he's known mainly for his defense and his high energy. However, this season, he hasn't really been that good defensively. His shooting has been really terrible, and he's been um, he's had a less than stellar year. And then to make to add injury to to add insult to injury, um, he he's battling the injury bug again. You know, he I don't, I don't know exactly what what uh, injury is nagging him now, but he's been out for a little bit, and um, I have to go and check the injury report to see exactly when he'll be back. So. That could possibly be another name on the move. Jabari Parker. Now, Jabari Parker is an interesting case because uh, he's making six, $6.5 million. Um, He started out the year on fire as the number two, uh, number two scorer when John Collins went down. He stepped in and was balling. However, since then, um, he's gone back to the bench. And again, in true Jabari Parker fashion, he's dealing with injuries, which is unfortunate because we really like Jabari Parker. And when he was playing, he was doing nothing but just getting his money up because there was <laughs> when he was when he was healthy and he was, you know, uh, moving on all cylinders. 
it, it was without a doubt that he was going to be opting out and, and cashing out this summer. So you hate to see he's any dealing with the injury bug again. And um, I don't know, man, but um, I, I again, I don't think there's much trade value there as far as Ben Ray's concerned. I mean, not Ben Ray, but Parker's concerned. But um, so I think he'll be around, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens this season. If all else fails, he'll just opt in and the Hawks will be on the hook for another $6.5 which is not the worst thing in the world. Um, he goes on in the article to talk about Travion Graham. He just got here, so I doubt, um, you know, unless he's just kind of like a throw-in. Damian Jones has little to no trade value. Bruno Fernando, like I said, he just got here. He might could be a throw-in if you're talking about just guys to throw in to make money work. I mean, he's only making $1.4 million. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, another interesting guy is, of course, Chandler Parsons, man. Chandler Parsons, Parsons is making $25 million. Um, It'll be... See, I don't know what the deal is for trading guys who are hurt. Um, I mean, I guess it's been done before, but, I mean, he just had a, a, an accident where... Uh, he suffered a concussion, a whiplash, a disc herniation, and torn labrum. Um, this guy, he's never going to play for the Hawks again. I mean, I doubt he comes back this year. It's going to be interesting to see if the Hawks try to buy him out. Chandler doesn't seem like a guy that wants to be bought out, though, man. If they offer him 25 mil, if he's owed 25 mil, and, I mean, I think he's going to try to get that 25 mil because what are you going to do, buy him out? And what's he going to do, go to another team to try to win a ring? Nah, that's not going to do that because, I mean, he's not going to be able to play because he's trying to get over his accident. So um, that's how I see it as far as the trade deadline is concerned. I'm, I think the thing for me has always been this. Yes, the Hawks want a starting center. Yes, they uh, were in need of a backup point guard and they have holes to fill. They need some scoring, uh, rebounding, and um, some other issues. But my thing is this, the assets that they have are draft picks. They have some huge contracts that they can move and they have some huge, they have, they have space to really take on some contracts if that's what they want to do. I personally think that the Hawks aren't going to be that much of a player come trade deadline, but what we are going to do is we're going to have another podcast on Wednesday night, the night before the trade deadline and just go over again and just kind of talk a little bit about some of those updated rumors that may be circling or anything that we are hearing out there. And we want to get that out to you guys. So, um, yeah. So again, I don't think the Hawks are going to be big players in this trade deadline, but we will just wait and see. And, uh, we'll do part two of the trade deadline piece on Wednesday. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are back listening to the Hawksweet Podcast. This is episode number 15. I'm your host, Edub. And so what we're going to do now is give out some midterm grades. Um, like I mentioned before, um, it's just time for us to take inventory and see how these guys have been performing, right? So the Hawks are 13 and 37, which is, is it the worst record in the league? I think it might be the worst record in the league. I'm trying to pull it up right now. They are tied with Cleveland for the worst in the East. And, nope, Golden State, 11-39. and 39. How about that? So the Hawks don't have the worst record in the league. So uh, <laughs> we want to give out uh, just some grades. And these are grade, These are cumulative grades, right? So it's not a matter of if a guy has started the season bad and he's been playing well of late, he's still going to get the average for the semester, man. I'm not, I'm not going to curve it. I'm not going to, you know, it, it is what it is, guys. Look, this team is 13 and 37. We're not going to hold no punches. We're not going to, it, it's time to be real, okay? So um, we'll do this. If you have a problem with any of these grades or if you want to interact or while you're listening to this, uh, make sure you go ahead and tweet at HawksBeat. Let us know if you agree or if you disagree on these grades, all right? So what we're going to do, we're going to do half the roster tonight, and we're going to do the other half on Wednesday night when we record part two of the podcast. So we're going to start with the bench uh, with DeAndre Bimry. Like I said, Bimry has always been a guy who's able to been able to hang his hat on his defense, but his defense this year has just been kind of average, you know? If your defense is average and that's what you hang your hat on, then, you know, what, what you know, what kind of grade do you think he's going to get? You know, uh, he hasn't been good offensively all year this year. Uh, he's shooting 23 percent from three. He's not a good shooter. Uh, he's been a little bit more turnover prone than usual. So uh, let me ask you this. If you guys were watching all the games, what would you grade DeAndre? Do you think he's been average or do you think he's been below average? Now, if you think he's been average, then you give him a C. But in my opinion, I think he's been below average. You know, I gave I gave DeAndre a D, right? Um, not so much because I gave him a D because he's been below average. He's been below average defensively. He's been below average uh, offensively. I mean, I probably could have given him a, given him a C minus, but like I said, man, I gotta call him like I see him. So, uh, Benry gets a D. And this is tough, man, because I really like DeAndre. I really like DeAndre. Good locker room guy. Has a great attitude. I love his energy. And I still think he is a valuable player on this team. Um, it's just a matter of his production just hasn't been there this year. Um, Charlie Brown, two-way player. I'm not going to give him a grade. I give him an incomplete. Uh, he's played sparingly. Uh, and when he has played, he hasn't been very good, which is fine. He's a two-way player. He doesn't get much playing time. So his grade is incomplete. Uh, victory lap Vince, <laughs> call him victory lap Vince. Uh, one, like I said, 175 games, Vince does something. You're like, Whoa, man, folks. Wow. He's 41. Yeah. He does it like once every five games. So, um, the reality is, man, he hasn't been really that good. You know, is he still serviceable? Yes. At times, but good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at times, but the majority of the party hasn't really been that good. Yeah, he's kind of a liability defensively and offensively. He's, I mean, he can knock down a three if he's if, if he's open, you know. Uh, he can give you some timely threes, but 
Uh, he's not really going to create his own shot. I mean, those days are over. Uh, he's smart as a whip, you know. So, I mean, the other night, Coach had him play um, Joel Embiid because of his, his his ability to understand and, and know, like, you know, this is how to play a big guy, you know. Um, it also lets you know how what <laughs> Coach Pierce thinks about his bigs. But uh, Vince is a smart dude, so I'm not going to give Vince a C-minus. Uh, to me, he's just been a little, he's, he's been average to me. Like, and, and, and to me, I, I would say he's been a little bit below average than he is average. That's why I give him the C minus, but, uh, I love Vince. Vince is a good dude. Uh, Brandon Goodwin. Um, here's the, he's, he's another two way player. He's been better as of late. Um, but as the season is concerned, as far as, uh, the full semester <laughs> of work, um, he's been below average. You know, he's been below average. Uh, he simply hasn't had that much time. He hasn't had that much playing time. He hasn't had that much opportunity. And, um, you know, that's really, I mean, he just hasn't had the opportunity. When he's gotten the opportunity, when he's gotten more playing time, he's been good. You know, I say he's been average at time. And, but before that, he just wasn't that good. So, um and if he was that good, the Hawks wouldn't have gone out and tried to get a backup point guard. Uh, he's simply, at this point in his career, he's not ready to be a backup point guard. Uh, he's a third-string point guard right now, and that's who he is. There's no shade to Brandon Goodwin. I love his fight. I love that dog that he has in him. He he, ha- he has uh, that dog that I think a lot of these guys on this team need. Um, he's got that hustle, and I like that in him. So um, he's done really good as of late. Um but my grade for Brandon is a C minus as well. He's been below average. Uh, Travion Graham, I'm not going to grade him. Give him an incomplete. Uh, he's played sparingly since he got here. Uh, Damian Jones, Damian Jones, the starting center, and most nights, <laughs> um, I forget exactly how many games he started. He's averaging about 15 minutes a game, uh, six points and three rebounds a game. Um, look, man, you guys watch games. Y'all watch the Hawks games. You tell me what you see when Jones is out there. No, no. You tell me what you see when Jones is out there. I wish I had like a live back and forth because I would love to hear your opinion. And I would love to hear anyone who's different from mine. (laughs) Look, he's simply not a good basketball player. And when he's out there, the Hawks are at a deficit offensively and defensively. Um, he's had moments. He played good in the in the Golden State game when his former team came to town. I thought he played decent when Joel Embiid came to town. But uh, for the most part, man, Jamie Adams is not a good basketball player, man. He's a project, and I, the idea is they want to coach him up to help him get better. But to me, he lacks aggression. He has no offensive game outside of catching lobs. He's not tenacious. He doesn't grab a lot of rebounds. He doesn't have that fight, that dog. There's a lot of things to, de- to desire as far as uh, Damian Jones is concerned. I gave him a D minus. Alex Lynn, uh, eight points, five rebounds a night. Uh, Lynn, like, like I said, he has found his natural habitat this season, and that is coming off the bench. As a starter, playing against starting centers, now that's not what you want from Alex Lynn. He's that guy that comes off the bench can play against second-team NBA starters, I mean, second-team NBA players, and uh, that's who Alex Lynn is at this point in his career. I think that's who Alex Lynn is going to be for the rest of his career. (laughs) I like Alex, man. He's a good dude. He plays hard, but this is who he is. 
I give Alex a C plus, almost a B, because he's been one of the best uh, guys coming off the bench for the Hawks. Um, once they settled him in to coming off the bench, he's accepted it, and I think he sees the game better when he comes off the bench. Uh, the amount of talent that he's playing against is more his speed. Um, eight points, five rebounds. That, that's that's respectable, man. That's respectable. And uh, salute to Alex Lane, man. He's been playing uh, better as of late. So I gave him a C plus. And if if somebody would give him a B minus, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. All right. Um, last but not least, we're going to take a look at Jabari Parker. All right. So during the beginning of the season, Parker was... Um, Pretty much the second best player on this team once John Collins went out with his uh, suspension of 25 games. Uh, in November, he was putting up 17 points a game, and he was playing really, really well. Um, he's always just been an average defender, but he was even playing better defense during that stretch. And he had a really good November. Um, John Collins comes back. He goes back to the bench. And now, unfortunately, he's dealing with an injury again. Not quite sure what injury that he's actually dealing with, but that could affect things for him going forward. However, a healthy Parker could be an asset to this team, right? Uh, he could be an asset to this team the second half of the season. He could be an asset to this team going forward if he is cool with coming off the bench and being the power forward and giving that energy behind John Collins. Um, I think that's just... I mean, to the to this point, to this day, I would give him a B minus. I think Jabari's been really good for this team, and uh, I hope he gets healthy. I hope he's able to um, shake that bug of just uh, that injury bug, man. Because once the thing gets on you, man, it's not pretty. So uh, we're gonna do the other half. We're gonna do the starters next uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I think we got some more bench guys. We got a grade uh, Parsons, Reddish, Jeff Teague, Evan Turner, and we're gonna look at the starters. Uh, in our next pod. So uh, we're going to be recording that on Wednesday again, like I said. So that should be out Tuesday. I mean, not Tuesday. <laughs> Get my days mixed up. On Thursday. So take a quick little break, and we'll be right back after this. All right, folks. So this is a segment entitled First Five and the Last Five. Um, it's just a fun segment in which we just take inventory and see how the Hawks are doing compared to uh, what we think they're going to do. So we basically just pick the wins and losses on the team and we keep track of it and see how we've done. So on the season, I am 23 and 12. And uh, let's take a look back at the last five games that we picked. So the five that I picked was uh, the games versus Toronto, LA, OKC, Washington, and the away game in Toronto. So, um, I said that they would lose to Toronto on the 20th. They did. I said they would lose to the Clippers, and they won that game. Um, I said they would probably beat OKC, and they lost. I said they would beat Washington, and they won. And I said they would lose to the Clippers. I mean, not the Clippers, but the Raptors, and they lost that game as well. So, um, in that five, I got three out of two, which puts my record on the season to 26-14. and 14. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's not necessarily that bad when you're not picking uh, in regards to point spreads or anything like that. So we'll take the wins however we can. So uh, next five games, let's take a look at them. We have uh, the Boston Celtics coming in town tomorrow night. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. We're going to be live tweeting that game. We'll be covering that 
uh, as well. So you have Boston coming in town. You travel to Minnesota on Wednesday. You're back in Boston on Friday. Sunday, February 9th, you're taking on the Knicks. And the fifth game is Monday. You're taking on the Orlando Magic. So out of these five, uh, which do I think? I think they'll get one of the Boston games. Why? I don't know. Nah, they're not gonna get one of the Boston games. Hold on, let me let me let me take a little let me give you a little thought to this, right? Let me give you a little thought to this. I think they'll win the Minnesota game at Minnesota. Minnesota's not a very good ball club. They have a hard time with the Knicks for whatever reason. I just don't know why. But um I don't see them beating New York and Orlando. So I'm gonna just go with the home team on that one. So um Nah, man, I'm going to give them both of those games. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say they lose both of the Boston games. They lose the Boston game on um, tomorrow, and they lose the Boston game on Friday. But they win Minnesota on Wednesday. They beat New York on Sunday, and then they go to Orlando and beat them on Monday. So uh, they're going to go 3-2 and two in these next five. And um, when we do the next 5-5, five and five, I'll update the standings on how we are how we have done. So we're 26 and 14 and hopefully I'll be able to add 5 and 0 to that. So this has been the first five and the last five. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for checking us out, uh, listening to the Hawksbeat podcast. This has been episode number 15. Um, Don't forget to follow us and uh, connect with us on our social media platforms. A big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure you're following us on all those platforms. Subscribe to the podcast, retweet uh, the podcast and help us get the word out. So uh, until then, we'll see you when we see you. Peace and love. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.